You know you've got a comeback in you. When you take the next step, you're going to make it count. For your career, for your family, for your life. You can earn a degree you're proud of with Purdue Global. Purdue Global is backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected and innovative public universities. This is your chance. This is your opportunity. This is your comeback. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. Kia, movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details. Become a part of the fast-growing health and wellness industry with an education from Trinity School of Natural Health. Trinity graduates can empower their communities through natural health principles and techniques, whether they go into practice to guide others toward their wellness goals or open a store to sell their favorite health products. Trinity grads are equipped to change lives. With 19 online programs and flexibility to fit your busy schedule, including the popular Certified Natural Health Professional, you can get the training that helps you turn your passion into a career and here's the best part. You can earn the certification in less than a year. From herbology to naturopathy and health coaching, Trinity allows you to make a meaningful difference by helping others live healthier, happier lives. Don't wait any longer to pursue your passion for natural health. Enroll today at trinityschool.org. That's trinityschool.org. Hey, y'all. Hey, what's up? And welcome to Let's Red Table That. I'm Tracy T. Rowe. And I am Cara Presley. What's going on in your world, Tracy? How are you feeling today? You know what? I'm feeling every day amazing. And I know you're feeling successful. And I'm glad about it. I am so glad about it. Let me tell you, this episode was hot. This episode was definitely hot. The awareness for alopecia, the acceptance for alopecia, and the empowerment Mm. for alopecia. This episode was pivotal, I think, to so many people turning the corner on understanding, checking themselves in their own hair privilege. Hello. There's so many things we take for granted. And you think you don't have to worry about waking up, getting in the shower and having your hair falling out in the shower. Mm -hmm. People have experienced that. Jada experienced that and the trauma that's associated with that. It's sad that there's so little acceptance for people that are going through Issues, period, but especially with their hair. People are so dang on mean. They are mean. And again, not realizing even what it truly is. Some things are just not controllable. It may cause a lot of women, people, men to say, am I the problem? Mm -hmm. When it may be their body attacking them in Mm -hmm. these instances is what I'm really realizing. So it's so many things that are untapped. 
so many different mm-hmm. variables that can contribute to alopecia, and mm-hmm. they covered a good number of them on the episode. Let's talk about what alopecia is. Listen, alopecia is an umbrella term for hair loss. Right there in that one sentence <laughs> opens up the narrative to change it from just a woman thing or some right. type of shame thing. or right. It's just an umbrella overarching term for hair loss. It can affect your scalp or your entire body. It can be temporary or it can be permanent. And there are three main types of alopecia with different causes and treatments. And we're going to dive into some of those deeper in today's episode. There was a super proud moment for me in the episode, and there was a super heartbreaking sad moment for me in the episode. Oh, no. The super heartbreak, of course, real story. We got to talk real about story. that. Real story, yeah. That was hard in general. Mm-hmm. <sighs> and her mother. We got to talk about that. We will be remiss if we didn't. Absolutely. And her birthday is right around this time. And so yes. we just like to say happy heavenly birthday to yes. you, Rio. Your light is still shining brightly. And the beacon that you started for understanding, awareness, and acceptance for alopecia patients lives on. Yes. And your story will change lives. It definitely will. One thing also that I know we tapped into with this episode, there was no cure for alopecia. There's no real cure for it, but I'm excited about today's guest because we do have a story of where her hair came back. So I'm interested to hear and have her share exactly what that was like and what that experience was like. And we had the super proud moment in the, it wasn't in the episode that was an add-on with the fantastic and beautiful first ever Sports Illustrated ball. Yes, yeah, that was beautiful. It's good to just see the evolution of these humans yes. on the same planet that I live on. Yes. These two guests today were the epitome of taking what you have and literally making the most of it in the face of what could be a, a life-altering, damaging adversity. Mm-hmm. Now you talk about proud. I'm proud of them. And right, all definitely. of the people, men and women, who have had experiences or are having experiences with alopecia. Our community is our backbone, and we'd love to hear from you. We've asked our community, what does your hair mean to you? And here are some of your answers. One of our viewers said, there was a time when my so-called beauty was all dependent on my hair. I know that's Mm. that's struggle. Now at my age, after growth and experience, my hair speaks to my individuality and lifestyle. I would hate to think that someone is less confident or feels like an outcast because of having a condition that's not the fault of theirs. I think we need to reevaluate our standards of beauty and redefine it in a more personal and organic way. That is from Diane feeling cook. And I appreciate her perspective because Mm. we definitely need to reevaluate standards. And I realize in my personal life journey, once someone shares what they've been through, people are Mm -hmm. a lot more empathetic. So it's really more about Mm. the storytellers. We got to tell our story more. Isn't that the truth? Mm -hmm. Our other community member, Latoya Ford said, people don't really know what going through alopecia is like. I have had alopecia since 16. It started with the spot and by 21, I was completely bald. My alopecia Alopecia affects my whole body, not just my scalp. Took me till 40 to embrace it. Wow. Wow. Latoya, thank you so much for sharing that. Absolutely. Thank you for those comments from our audience because they were dope. We're going to take a quick break, but when we get back, we'll be joined by two incredible guests from our Red Table Talk community. This is it. Your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. 
When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of, a degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Comics writer and notorious Scott Summers hater, Rosie Knight. Well, hello, Emmy-winning podcaster and totally unbiased Targaryen royal supporter, Jason Concepcion. Rosie, somehow the X-Ray Vision podcast has returned. It feels so good. It does. And like always, we'll be here every week covering the wide world of TV, movies, comics, and geek culture. That's right. We'll be talking about Batman, heroes of that stature, and of course... We'll be inviting our friends in the industry to come geek out with us and share stories. We'll hear from TV writers, from actors, comics creators, pop culture critics, and more. Nothing is off the table because geek culture is pop culture. And we can't wait to share our love of it all with you every single week. Listen to X-Ray Vision on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm preaching to somebody today who is waiting for God to give you your next step. And you don't know what it is yet. You need God to show you your next step. Because God, I can't stay where I am like I am where it is. This isn't going to work. I I have to move on, but I don't know where. A lot of time you'll use it as an excuse. Well, I don't know how. I don't know where. I don't know what. God, if you show me. God, if you tell me. God, no, 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 no. You know enough right now. And if you needed to know more, he would show you. Hey, this is Stephen Furtick. I want to invite you to listen to my podcast, Elevation with Stephen Furtick. I am here to help you for the battles that you face in life, for the times when you feel discouraged, for the times that you need guidance from God. I want to give you the truth of what he says about you to help you rise to your full potential. Listen to Elevation with Stephen Furtick every Sunday and Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Become a part of the fast-growing health and wellness industry with an education from Trinity School of Natural Health. Trinity graduates can empower their communities through natural health principles and techniques, whether they go into practice to guide others toward their wellness goals or open a store to sell their favorite health products. Trinity grads are equipped to change lives. With 19 online programs and flexibility to fit your busy schedule, including the popular Certified Natural Health Professional, you can get the training that helps you turn your passion into a career And here's the best part. You can earn the certification in less than a year. From herbology to naturopathy and health coaching, Trinity allows you to make a meaningful difference by helping others live healthier, happier lives. Don't wait any longer to pursue your passion for natural health. Enroll today at trinityschool.org. That's trinityschool.org. 
We're bringing two fellow RTT community members to Let's Red Table That. That's right. Kula Von Seal is joining us today to share about her own journey with alopecia, which started when she was just 15 years old, when she found a small bald spot on her head. It grew bigger and bigger, which probably was just terrorizing. You don't know what to do with that, right? But she masked those spots with carefully planned shaved designs because she just cool like that. And also wigs for many years until Kula's alopecia actually went away. So I love that part of her story mm-hmm. and just how, you know, she transitioned. She loved it first. Mm-hmm. So I can't wait to hear more about how you were able to get your hair back and just hear about your whole experience all together. Thank you for coming on Less Red Table That to Share, Kula. Yes! Thank you for the invite. I am super excited to be Welcome, here. Welcome, Kula. Awesome. We can't wait to hear about your journey. Right. And Jerrica Jackson, Miss Jackson, if you're nasty, is joining Let's Red Table That from Virginia Beach to share about her own alopecia journey. It started for her 15 years ago when she discovered her first alopecia areata spot. Since then, she's been on a path that started with avoidance of her hair loss, but has moved into acceptance and a newfound passion of wig styling and even creation. We are excited for you to be here with us today. We can't wait to hear about your journey and your wig creation. Come on here, Jerrica. Right. Hey, Jerrica. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Thank you for having me. I appreciate the opportunity to come share my experience and this journey. So we're going to jump into it. This is our wait what segment, okay? The say it again part of the show. This is the part where we reveal (laughs) which moments made us pause, rewind, and listen all over again. So one of the first moments, let's just jump into it, was Rio's mom saying that she was torn over reading her daughter's final letter because once she sees it, there will be nothing left to say. But no, I haven't seen the first one. And I'm really torn. On that? Yeah. Because no answer is going to be good enough. Yeah. Yeah. But also, that's literally all she wrote. It was a very heavy part of the episode. Would you all want to wait to read a final letter from a loved one? How did you feel watching that? It kind of leaves you speechless. I mean, I can definitely understand where she's coming from, being a parent and just knowing that is final, their final thoughts, their final everything. So I can't imagine how she feels, but I definitely understand. Probably just gives her something to hold on to. You know, I've shared the story several times. I've lost my brother. I find myself still going back through the box mm-hmm. of like his final things that I have. I know exactly what's in there, but the other day I realized he had signed his name on a piece of paper. So it was just like another, oh, look, that's him signing something. I don't know. It just does something different. Yeah, Yeah. it does something different. Our wait what number two in our list is Mm -hmm. when Dr. Mina said, I have patients whose significant others and their family members haven't seen their scalps in years because they have to hide it even at home. Talk about not sharing and not being able to show things. What happens when you're in that space? That's definitely me. Okay. I don't know why I don't, but I just don't. My kids, I don't think they would matter, but I just think it's a comfort thing for me. I think it's either or, and this is a journey, so it's about comfortability. And I do feel like I'm on my journey to just going all bald. I'm not there yet. And it's just being comfortable, Mm -hmm. but I feel that I can, but that's just Mm -hmm. not what I'm going to do. One of the things that I'd love, first of all, is a woman 
We get a mm-hmm. choice. But as a black woman, you get to rock your hair any way you choose. Mm-hmm. And I love that. You can make a wig that looks like you got an inch of hair. You got mm-hmm. it down your back. You got it curly. Inches. You got it straight. You can wear it however you want or none at all. And so that's the beauty of you being comfortable in your own skin. And so I appreciate and affirm the fact that you don't want to share your scalp right now with your family right. members. And you get that choice. But it's coming, though. It's coming. Oh! I see it coming, too. Yeah. It's coming. She can tell, yes. It's coming. Okay, so you're planning to do it or your level yeah. of comfort is increasing? Because that's probably the only hairstyle that I haven't rocked. There you go. Do you call it a hairstyle? Maybe it's a okay. style. But <laughs> that's the only thing, thing that I have not done. Long, short, different colors, curly. That's still part of the journey as well. Not saying yeah. that I'm going to do it forever, but there's going to be a time where I'm going to go take pictures. It's going to be my big thing that, you know what, I did it. This is completely me. I may change my week three times a day. Four times. And she will. Okay. Okay. I've been with her. (laughs) I've been with her. I'm like, wasn't your hair down your back? That's the curly bob. Like, right. hey, girl, you look good. Yes. I don't know. If she looks so good, you forget. I find that refreshing because I'm the total opposite. Yeah? I don't feel comfortable with wigs. Really? I've oh, only okay. had natural hair since I was like 16. So okay. I've never had straight hair. So when I do like plays or something and they want uh-huh. me to put a wig on, I'm just uh-huh. like, mm. I'm, it's foreign to me. Another wait what moment for me was about men. I was diagnosed with alopecia in 2012. And just like Jada, I lost all my hair in the shower. It felt like hair was in my hands. And I looked into the mirror. And I'm going to be honest with you. Tears started to roll down my cheeks. And I started to question my worth, my value, my identity. Oftentimes, people think of alopecia and they just think it's women. But what do you think about the episode and from their perspective for them being able to share their own journeys too? My alopecia journey caused me to go to barber school. Wow. And a lot of my clientele were older men who were going through alopecia. So when I had to go to barber class, we learned about the different types of alopecia. And it's weird Mm. because alopecia is feminized. But when someone says a receding hairline, we automatically think men. And we never equate that word alopecia to men. And it's weird because they're the most prevalent in the alopecia community. Is that right? They are. They really are. That makes sense, though. When they get the horseshoe, when they get the thinning, and it starts early. Some men start alopecia at 18. They just deal. They don't get the pleasures of trying a new hairstyle and trying locks or cornrows, whatever. They just have to cut it off and just rock their baldy for life. Mm -hmm. It's expected Mm -hmm. of men not to be vain like that. It is. Wow. We have so much that we can unpack with this episode, and especially since both of you have had your own personal journey with this. So what did you think of this episode and how did it connect with you? I think that it came to my aha moment or the moment that I said, snap out of it, Jerrica. People lose hair for all types of reasons. They lose it for cancer, burn victims. It just felt like there's some people who are not going to get it. There has to be someone who is going through it. And you usually need to see someone because if everybody's wearing wigs and you sometimes you just don't know. I'm the person that can take this and have the confidence for people who may not have. And I will change it 
two or three times a day, change the color, the length, the style. And for people to look and say, did she just change her hair? Yes, I did. And she did. (laughs) And it's okay. I want to say, though, for both of you, you guys took what was in front of you and turned it into some beautiful Jerrica. You decided, hey, my journey's going to be wigs. Cooler, you decided to say, I'm going to barber school. Cooler, I've known you for short hair the entire time. And in my mind, she just wants to rock short hair. Like, she's just... I was forced to be cool. That part. And that's what I was going to (laughs) say. What made you tap into for both of you and find that piece of confidence when I think society said you you don't have it or you should be this way? I was forced to be cool or trendsetter before I really was ready to be a trendsetter. So the alopecia happened when I was 15. That natural hair journey wasn't popping in 1986. High top fade on a girl. What a time to be alive. <laughs> that high top fade on a girl with designs in the back was not common ever. So I, oh, that's the girl with the fade, or that's the girl with the designs. Oh, she cool. She confident. Hence the name Cooler. I've always been told I'm just cool. Hold on, Cooler. Let me just make sure I heard one thing right. What? You have become Cooler because you are cool? Yeah. Because she was cooler than you. Yeah. (laughs) She's cooler than me. Mm Mm-hmm. My real name is Andrea. Okay. Come on here, Cooler. Yep. So everybody be like, yo, you so cool. You so confident. You so cool. Cooler came about. How at 15? Yeah, let's tap into that. 15 is such an age, right? Yeah. I just want to know very quickly if you can share how at 15 did you find the confidence? How did you get to be in that space where you were self-affirming and so self-aware? Okay, so at 15, I had the little salt and pepper asymmetrical cut Jerry Curl joint. The spot <laughs> went from dime to like half dollar size. Okay. And it's weird because you mm. don't see the hair thin out or go away. It just disintegrates. You wake up one morning and there is a smooth, bald spot. Mm. It's not fuzzy. It's no stubble. It's like acid just ate that spot and it's smooth mm. as a baby's butt. Wow. So that's one. And my mom thought I had an anxiety thing going on, picking that spot. Not it. So... The doctor found out I was anemic. Basically, my body is saying, yeah, your iron don't really need to go up there. We need to go to the iron in your body. So we're not going to take it there. So here's my barber from my brother saying, oh, I could hook you up. At 15, dark-skinned little girl in Chester, Virginia, had to cut all her hair off and rock a wig until I had about four-inch growth. Uh And then that's when my barber hooked me up. And made the designs out of the spots. And I was rocking the most precise high top fade ever. And because my barber took his time and made it so clean, I had to own it. I cried like a teenager would trying to figure out the confidence. So I just ate the natural. And then when hip hop started to come out, Big Daddy Kane, Kid and Play. Right. I had something to beeline to. Right, right. That made me feel a little bit more confident. And then I started my hip-hop journey because I look like those rappers. So Mm. Alapisha, now that I think about it in hindsight, was a dope saving grace for me. It helped me build confidence as a teenager. It made me go that route of barber school. And it also helped me fit in physically with my hip-hop journey. So I don't know where I would actually be without alopecia, to be honest. It's part of your story. Right. It is literally part of my story, yeah. And it's a cooler story. I like it. (laughs) (laughs) That was so corny. (laughs) But I'm going to give Miss Jerrica for a photo shoot, honey, because I feel like I need to toss some hair around a little bit. It's the wigs for me. Exactly. 
I know your alopecia areata started when you were about 15. What was it like navigating high school? It was definitely like, okay, so I played basketball, ran track. I did long jump, triple jump, shot put, discus. <laughs> and it was, you know, being underneath the post and you go for a rebound and somebody catches your hair and you oh feel that gosh. being pulled off. So you got to oh, no. shift the wig and it takes all your focus off the game, off the plays. Right. All of a sudden, you're just insecure. You're focused on, oh, snap, is the bobby pin in right? And so right. now you're not even focused on your plays and shot put. You have to, like, go in a circle and throw it. Mm. <laughs> Sometimes that wig wanted to go, too. Okay, wait a minute. <laughs> wait Long a jump, minute. triple jump, wait down in that dirt? No. Kula, you were doing all of these Super physical activities with a wig on. I thought you just run the 400. No, because I could. I can't run. I'm flat-footed. But that's when I told my mom, I said, I can't do the wig. I'm scared. Yeah, yeah. I'd rather deal with the ridicule, mm-hmm. or not even ridicule, the roasting of me being natural and having to fade. I'm quick on my feet with a roast. Were you getting roasted? Oh, my God. <laughs> uh, come on, Tracy. Now, and I, I don't know. Kids are cruel. Yeah. Kids are mean. Kids are I'm awful. not even in school no more. You can't pay me go back. 16, 17. Now I'm trying to be cool, cool. Like sophomore, junior in high school. It was more so of it just embracing what I can control. Okay. Right. That's good. That's what it was. It was embracing what I can control. It was embarrassing. It was times where I would oh. cry and it was no support groups. <laughs> right. Listen. No support groups. Won't even a word for it. You just had going I literally through. felt like I was the only person that had alopecia until I became yeah. an adult. And then when I went to barber school, I found out this was a real skin condition. In middle school, high school, I thought I was the only person that had this and I just had to own it. But playing sports, yeah. it, I, I couldn't do it. And Jerrica, kudos to you for being ready on Johnny on the spot. Because, oh, honey, yes. I couldn't do it. I did track as well, so I did shot, I did discus. So as you were saying it, I just remembered all the moments <laughs> of that shift. It's like that air. You feel that wind. You just hold up. Not now. But, Too much breeze. Because you're building that centrifugal force up in yes. that, that discus right. throw. You go one way. The, the discus go that way and the wig gonna go that way. <laughs> okay, you listen. You know what gives me so much joy is to hear that you can recount this, yeah, that you can laugh right. about yeah. and find something retrospectively that is humorous. Because I'm sure at the time oh, yeah. it was stressful and there Very. were like high anxiety moments for you. Let's jump into the next part. Jada said in this episode that her reason for dedicating an episode of Red Table Talk to the alopecia community is that so many people who have it are suffering in silence. And with the definition breakdown of alopecia just being hair loss and then cooler what you've shared with how these barbers are really saving lives out here with the camouflage of things, the people definitely are suffering more than we realized. And it is something that people deal with just in silence. While even the outside community doesn't have a lot of understanding about it, I'm hoping platforms like this bring that awareness to light. What has your experience been or have you experienced this feeling of isolation on your alopecia journey? I think, Kula, you tapped into it a little bit. Feel free to tap in again. But Jerrica as well, have you experienced that isolation? My suffering in silence is just how to fix it. I'm a fix-it person. Fix a situation. So what am I going to do? When you're younger, you may be a little broke. You're just like, all right, wear a ponytail. All right, half up, half down. I'm a fix-it person. I think because of how I process things, it was, okay, can't do that. Now what? And so that's basically it. I didn't stay 
in it too long. Of course you cry. Of course you want to wear braids again. I had people talk about, oh, you have horse hair. You know, I had the clap back. It was fine. I'm the one for it. Like, I was the one who was ready for it. I will cry at home. And it is in silence because, like, it happens and you may not actually know what's going on. You got to go to school. You got to go to work. You got to go see people. You have to live with this. So it's really just that moment of, okay, this is what it is. How do I fix it? And then you move on. Right. Well, it's the solutions for me. I can relate to that as well. I love the solutions, too. And I love that you took your braids down and you were like, you know what? Here's my solution. I'm going to wrap my head. And that's what I'm saying. Again, Black women, we can tap into that African heritage and have head wraps and rock it without there even being an issue. Just look natural and beautiful because that's who we are. Oh, definitely. Here's the thing that that the two points that I love that each of you made. For you, Cooley, you were like, I'm going to rock it. And Jerrica, you're like, I got it and I'm going to find a solution for it. It's like you took it and you had to cry about it. But then you said, "Okay, now I'm going to wipe my tears and move on. Mm -hmm. And in the face of this alopecia, I'm still going to be my best self. I really appreciate that. And I want to celebrate that for both of you. Thank Thank you so much. We appreciate that. Thanks. Kula, one of our guests on this Red Table Talk episode was Gina Knight, who developed alopecia after years of feeling connected to her Nigerian heritage only through her hair. Her story was so powerful. I was raised in private foster care with a white family at 11 months old. And uh-huh. God rest my mother's soul, she could not do my hair. Exactly. Um, I always felt yeah. that my hair was problematic. And up until the age of eight, she used to shave off my hair, cut it really short. At the age of eight, I said, please don't cut my hair again, please. And I started to learn how to do my own hair. And it just became such an important part of how I would connect with my Nigerian heritage. What does your hair mean to you, considering you lost it for a long time and then got it back? I'm okay with different hairstyles because I'm going to lose, but I'm going to come back. Right. Mm. In a different form, in different shape and a different rebranding, I guess you could say. Come on, butterfly. Oh my gosh, that's so powerful. I can rock the locks or the low season with the right. part and I color it with an eyeliner. Nobody could do that but me. Mean design. Sis got the best designs in Richmond, I, I promise. The waves. I was killing them with the waves last summer. You had them seasick cooler. I had them like, whoa. <laughs> Cowabunga, dude. <laughs> I love And my hair is my crown. I don't really need a metal one. I guess the alopecia has made me very aware of my hair and very proud of the 4C. Just being like, it's mine. And I would Mm -hmm. do whatever I want to. And I'm going to rock it any kind of way. It was genuinely from a suffering kind of place. And it sprouted into something really beautiful. So my hair is everything. And I got the little gray in the back suit. Girl. (laughs) (laughs) I may have had gray hair, but it fell out. <laughs> it's the my mama got the skunk wig where she got the little gray stripe yes. in the front. Like, okay, bro. <laughs> This episode also got me thinking about the obstacles we come up against as Black women living in a predominantly white society Mm -hmm. as far as our hair is concerned, right? Whether we keep it natural, like Kula, or rock a protective hairstyle like I do, people outside of the Black community often perceive us a certain way. Right. I'm thankful for the protections we have now against hair discrimination, Mm -hmm. thanks to the Crown Act and other laws that were passed Mm -hmm. in 12 states now. So we got a little bit of ways to go. But years ago, in my corporate job, that... (laughs) 
<laughs> that was not true. Okay. Baby. Jerrica, I identify with you because I have had my hair in every wig style known to man. And Kula, I'm with you. I have rocked a fade. I have had a low top. I have had color. I've done all kinds of stuff. So I'm like completely connected with both of you. But in my corporate environment job, when I broke out of the wig and had my natural hair, <laughs> you will not believe. Oh, it makes me mad just thinking about it. And I'm like, oh, <laughs> Because I couldn't say anything. Corporate America, you got to toe the line. But I literally had a wig on one day. And then the next day, I was like, I'm going to go ahead and rock my own hair. I want you to know that one of the officers in the company literally said to me, I would like it when you get your other hair back. Mm. Child, it'd be the comments for me. <laughs> Not the other mm. hair. <laughs> when I say that, it's the coof for me. Not like what? First of all, I was like the audacity, number one, because... Facts. At what point do you think it's appropriate for you under any circumstances to speak to me about what I'm wearing on my head? <laughs> and then because you're in a position of authority, you can say it. And knowing I can't say anything in response, because at the time I wanted to say was something that would have got some bleeps right now. And so how have you <laughs> navigated in jobs when it comes to how you wear your crown? I always have the first week, the first new job wig. <laughs> Natural okay, color. okay. You know, Jerica, because talk about it. Black Bob, the Bob, something yes. that's really nice and cute. But baby, when I tell you I have worn electric blue hair, like red hair, like it definitely switches really quick. So I try to keep it, but it's my personality. Yeah. I used to match my clothes for two weeks with my hairstyle. So if yeah. it was Come yellow, on. if it was yeah. pink, Come electric on. blue, that's just what it is. Like the nails, I have to have the nails. Them people ain't know who was coming to get coffee. <laughs> is that Jerry? <laughs> who is that? Yeah. But now, go back to what you said, though. Week one wig was what? It was natural color. It was straight. And it was a, probably like a short bob. Bone straight. Yeah, bone straight. But it was just like something very simple, a natural Looking color. Looking like one, one B. <laughs> one, yes, one B and keep it. Not the wet and wavy. Straight out of dream, girls. <laughs> she wore the wet and wavy in there. <laughs> You know what? Wet and wavy could have been too sassy. That's right. Too sassy at first. Not week one. I say she don't listen. It's the stereotypes for me. <laughs> the probation, but let that probation period pass. 90 Ooh. days. 90 days. That's a wrap. Baby, it's red mid back. Okay, so here's the thing. No one had to say to you, Jerrica, you have to assimilate. N no. At any point. Did anyone ever say you need to make sure your hair is aligned with the European accepted style? Or did you just know? I took that on, you know, when you get a job and I have read in that it says that it, it's about the hair. It says it needs to be well-groomed. It even tells you that it has to be a natural color that someone could grow on their own. To me, I didn't like that. Oh, I was quick with a handbook. <laughs> that Yeah, that wasn't fair. But so to me, you took out my colors. Sometimes you read between the lines because at that point, they can only put certain things. So that told me, okay, Jerrica, come in, get a temperature check. Come in with your straight natural color brown hair and just sat down and see how this goes. It's <laughs> <laughs> sat down for me because I definitely feel that energy. Oh yes. Listen, gosh. it's not just that though. These are literally things, like you said, you took that on. Literally things women carry with them all day long. Yeah. Like, from hair in my job because my boss gonna look at me like this. Right. The things we just carry. It's so many unspoken things. Right. I worked in the restaurant business. Did you ever have any issues with that, Kula? Sometimes certain tables would be like, mm, about her hair. Girl. So here's the thing. In the restaurant business, they called back in the day, 
old school tip. They were called black tables Canadians mm. because you never know if you had a table of Canadians, right? Could you spot a Canadian out? No. Not at all. What? Okay. So the term was in the restaurant, low key, dang, you done sat me with a table full of Canadians. Ugh. But I knew how to work on Canadians. They didn't care about my hair. They were right. also intrigued of how you getting away with this with your hair. Real talk. So I would take all the black tables and get the compliments. I would get the good tips. I know how to take care of mine. So you're telling me that Canadians was really Canigros. Pretty much. Stop. <laughs> <laughs> so if there was an employee with blue right. hair shaved in the back that happened to be of a caucus ancestry, uh-huh. Uh-huh. you can't really come for me with my natural hair growing out of my natural scalp with my natural color when she over there has blue hair. So, like, you can't really write me up because to me... That's an HR issue. <laughs> I got you. That I is an HR cool. issue. They should definitely tread softly on that. They got to tread softly when it comes to me, when it comes to anything about that. They so do. It's yeah. a fine line to where it's harassment or you just, you're discriminating yeah. and things like that. Just they, People need to learn to leave people alone. Facts. Mind your business. Mind your business. You truly don't know what people yeah. are going through. Like, how you mad at how my hair grows out of my follicles? <laughs> Literally. Cool on, Literally. Then. Cool on? That's a real thing. Okay. It's mine. I worked in D.C. the entire yeah. Obama administration and when I first got the job it was the era of you're going to go to D.C. with those locks I had just started my locks and people just could mm-hmm. not believe it so I've always to Kula's oh. point as well I've always been somewhat of an outsider but at the same time it's just my hair I'm just starting locks but yeah. 2008 I want to say is one of the cusps of let's let our hair down. Let's allow this to happen. I mean, who knew that in 2022, we'd still be arguing about our hair at work and actually having it finally be allowed. I mean, you think about 12 states. That's we have a ways to go. Just recently, like within the last couple of weeks, I had one of my mentees call me because she had an interview and she's like, Tracy, I have an interview Friday, but I'm supposed to get my hair braided on Wednesday. Should I wait and reschedule my appointment getting braids until after I have my interview or do you think it'll be okay? I was like, the fact that we even had to have that conversation Mm. in 2022, it was heartbreaking, but I was also grateful that she was aware. To your point, Jerrica, that you had the 90-day probationary hairstyle, that you know that so many things can be held against you. I would love for us to see that Crown Act move throughout the entire United States because we have so many other bigger fish to fry. Right. And also, shout out to the news anchors who I see more and more wearing it. You know yes, what I mean? Like yes. wearing just regular braids and natural styles. I love it. I'm like, come on, news. That's true. Come on, weather, whatever they're doing on that. I'm just so that's excited. Good. Again, that's why representation matters. Dr. Mina in this episode also explained that injections into the scalp help some people with alopecia to regrow their hair, but they are painful. The first line treatment are steroid injections. They directly target the inflammation around the hair bulb. So they're suppressing the immune system. And often we do around 80 pokes or 80 injections just into the scalp. And you have to get them monthly over and over. Right, Kula, yes, you did try this treatment. So how was it for you? As a kid, I was just like, man, I hated going to get injections in my scalp. It was painful. Then when the hair grew back, it was a whole different strain of hair. It was baby hair. Wow. I had to get two blood transfusions because I was chronically anemic. Wow. And then my hair grew back. 
I never had alopecia again. So my alopecia was due to being severely anemic. Mm. Wow. See, see why people need to mind their business? Because I think it, uh, things are lumped into one assumption yep. of what things right. are. And thank the Lord your body was talking to you and telling you what to fix. Exactly. And you had the right people around to help you fix that. And it was like advantageous and economic for me to go natural. Because a barber was cheaper than a hair salon for my mom. Mm-hmm. Oh, for sure. Because having hair is expensive. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <Dang>. <laughs> Thank God I'm, I wasn't born in the era of bundles. My mom would have went broke. <laughs> Sis. So now, Jerrica, we know that you started with the creams and shampoos and all the alopecia treatments before discovering your love for wearing and creating wigs. I'm so excited about this. If you could tell us, first of all, how you found wigs that worked for you and were comfortable, because some of them are too small and too tight, because I want to know in case I decide to wear a wig again. <laughs> so at first, you got this trial and error, a lot of money and just trying to find it. I had hair at one point, so I was like, so it would be like the same hair. It was layered. And that's just what I always had. It didn't fit. And I always thought I had a big head. Always. But mm. I went and I took MadameLaBelle.wigs. There's different sizes. 15 years later, I ain't know that, but then it makes sense. So I'm thinking right. my head was big. It's a mm. 21.5. I got a small head. So then I figured out, okay, it needs to fit. Custom-made wigs, getting the wig head for mine, a 21.5, fits perfect. That's the part of it. You get it, but then you need a tailor-made custom wig that's made yes. just for you. And she, when she changed my I don't life. I cut you off, sis, but that lump behind the ear. Uh, if y'all ever had a wig on, they can't get that ear right to say what they like. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Mm, mm, when mm, she mm. put it on me, it felt like someone crowning you. She went and made it. It tailored to my head and it felt like it was just mine. If this is going to be your thing every day, you need to get it custom made for you. Those other ones, factory made, they're mostly mass made 23 produced. inches, yeah. mass productions. And that's yeah. why they have the adjustable bands. It don't fit right. You constantly adjusting it. Is the wind going to blow? Because let me tell you, a storm came and I went down to the ocean front. <laughs> and let me tell you, it was a tumbleweed, honey. I'm over here chasing no. my wig on the, no. on the beach. Yes, chasing <laughs> no, that it. would be me. I had to shake the sand out and everything. I've been there. Oh, my God. Child. <laughs> Oh, hilarious. It's a transparency for me. <laughs> Not chasing the wig, sis. I wanted to prevent it the best way that I could. Yeah. And if it did happen, I am always prepared in my mind. At any given moment, I am prepared. Jumping in the pool, honey. That thing was just a floating away. <laughs> Bless y'all heart. I'm just thinking about all of the things I was dealing with at 15. To add on a hair journey, yeah. baby, and not one that you're choosing. I did a lot of braids. Right. Of course, I did sports. The things, again, that my non-alopecia privilege, I just right. realized it's always two sides of this coin. Like, I just right. have a hair That's privilege right. that I just didn't even acknowledge. Yeah. In my mind, mm-hmm. I'm just going to get my hair braided. So, I appreciate y'all sharing because this going to change lives. And so, in having the custom-made wigs, what has it been like now finding the passion because of your alopecia condition. And then I'm really super excited to hear about the increased level of self-confidence. Oh, definitely. So I wanted to do it for a long time, but where do you start? Again, when I got my first wig done, it was important to me to understand, to really get the background on it, because how can I help people if I don't know? So I went and I invested in taking Shelly's class. So I took the class and I even took a ventilation class. So I learned how to do it hair Mm. by hair because it meant to me that there's people who may want to mimic their hair. They had a cowlick, a whirly somewhere. So when I come out, I want to make sure that I cater to all of the people who have alopecia. 
I have my eyebrows. Some people don't. So you may right. have to ventilate that. Look at old pictures to be able to say, okay, mm. what did you look like? What would this look like now? Okay, you had a whirly in the front. So I needed to learn how to make a whirly. I may not have their alopecia, but I feel like that I need the solution for it. I'm an IT person. So how can we take technology to be right. able to oh my assist gosh, I love the people who make it? I'm taking baby steps, but it is work that I know when it does come out. It's going to be a change for the people in this journey. So now we need more tools to be like, okay, what can we use out there to make it easier for us? Because it's time consuming. It could take months to be able to create just one unit. People need help and there's options. Right. That's so true. That's one of the reasons why I'm so grateful for this episode. Y'all are changing lives out here. Right. (laughs) You really are. Absolutely. Even me just in the episode, I'm like, oh, note to self because I did not know that. And Jerrica, you took something that you went from being in a position where you had to protect yourself to being passionate about it and then empowering other people to take their own passion and then be protected and feel confident Mm -hmm. in themselves. So that is a wonderful testament. To know that it's okay. Some people just don't know. I feel that I'm powerful. I feel that I am confident, but I was missing something until I had spoke to Shelly and she gave me that piece, the missing piece for me to just say, Yes, and run with it and just let people know that it's okay. Yes, I wear wigs and that's okay. People put such a stigma on having wigs. Why wouldn't that be okay? I blame back in the 80s, the hair club for men. He put a shame on it. Even Biggie put a lyric in the song about it. He was the president. And I just think he started the shame. And we don't like that. For Kula, you being in the barbering realm and then with Jerrica creating wigs and having different styles, it's such a wide, like full spectrum of opportunities for hair now. And because we have so much more exposure Mm -hmm. and access to information as opposed to how it was then. Like right now, if I got alopecia areata right now, I know that there's a very eclectic barber somewhere Mm -hmm. that would cut my hair low, and then I would take my eyeliner and color in my alopecia spots and make it colorful Mm -hmm. because it's okay to do that now. I feel like a pioneer, to be honest. Yes, you are. You keep feel like a pioneer. I was doing that in the 80s, son. Get out of here. Come on here, pioneer. We love it. If you both could sum it up in one sentence, what is one thing that you would want everyone to know about alopecia? Okay, so as far as for me, alopecia is not a female thing. Mm-hmm. Okay, men go through this struggle as well. So I would like to challenge the women to be a little kinder to men in the community when it comes to them dealing with their alopecia. Because the same way we went through our insecurities and our vanity with ours, they go through the same thing with theirs. I do like that. What about you, Jerrica? I'm going to say that alopecia is a journey and it really doesn't have a final destination. And just to know there's always options. There's going to be forks in the road. You Mm. try something, you don't like it. You can try something else. There's always going to be a solution that's going to fit you and make you comfortable. Mm, There's always going to be a solution that fits you. That's it right there. That's it. That's it. I love that.
We want to thank you both, Jerrica and Kula, so much for being here with us. Your sharing and offering has just inspired and empowered so many people, men and women, Kula, to know that they can (laughs) be on their journey and that they can have a solution and find what works for them and makes them comfortable, too. So thank you both so much. Thank you for having me. Thank you. Really appreciate the invite and the opportunity to let everybody know our journeys. Thank you for that. What wonderful guests we have. I love our guests. We're going to take a short break right now. And when we return, we'll share our top five takeaways from this episode. This is it. Your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of. A degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global. Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Hello, acclaimed comics writer and notorious Scott Summers hater, Rosie Knight. Well, hello, Emmy-winning podcaster and totally unbiased Targaryen royal supporter, Jason Concepcion. Rosie, somehow the X-Ray Vision podcast has returned. It feels so good. It does. And like always, we'll be here every week covering the wide world of TV, movies, comics, and geek culture. That's right. We'll be talking about Batman, heroes of that stature. And of course, we'll be inviting our friends in the industry to come geek out with us and share stories. We'll hear from TV writers, from actors, comics creators, pop culture critics, and more. Nothing is off the table because geek culture is pop culture. And we can't wait to share our love of it all with you every single week. Listen to X-Ray Vision on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm preaching to somebody today who is waiting for God to give you your next step. And you don't know what it is yet. You need God to show you your next step. Because God, I can't stay where I am like I am where it is. This isn't going to work. I have to move on, but I don't know where. A lot of time you'll use it as an excuse. Well, I don't know how. I don't know where. I don't know what. God, if you show me. God, if you tell me. God, no, 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 no. You know enough right now. And if you needed to know more, he would show you. Hey, this is Stephen Furtick. I want to invite you to listen to my podcast, Elevation with Stephen Furtick. I am here to help you for the battles that you face in life, for the times when you feel discouraged, for the times that you need guidance from God. I want to give you the truth of what he says about you to help you rise to your full potential. Listen to Elevation with Stephen Furtick every Sunday and Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Become a part of the fast-growing health and wellness industry with an education from Trinity School of Natural Health. Trinity graduates can empower their communities through natural health principles and techniques, whether they go into practice to guide others toward their wellness goals or open a store to sell their favorite health products. 
Trinity grads are equipped to change lives. With 19 online programs and flexibility to fit your busy schedule, including the popular Certified Natural Health Professional, you can get the training that helps you turn your passion into a career. And here's the best part. You can earn the certification in less than a year. From herbology to naturopathy and health coaching, Trinity allows you to make a meaningful difference by helping others live healthier, happier lives. Don't wait any longer to pursue your passion for natural health. Enroll today at trinityschool.org. That's trinityschool.org. I learned a lot during this episode and from our guests. And now it's time to start our thoughts. Presenting <laughs> Cara and Tracy's top five thoughts. Tracy, take da, it off. Da, 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 da. This is the part of the show where we speed through the five thoughts slash takeaways from the episode. Okay, so I'm super excited, Cara, because you go ahead and start with number five. <laughs> all right, number five. It's one thing to choose the be ball. It's another to lose all your hair without warning. That is key. Kula shared her journey on that, and it was the innovation for me. Sis said, I'm going to give you some designs, and I'm going to keep it moving. And Jericho, but both after they cried. So I love that they had a moment. Mm. They grieved what they Mm -hmm. wanted to have, their hair, and Mm -hmm. they moved right along. Big time. Number four, losing your hair can feel like losing a part of yourself. Okay. Mm. Now, how many times have you heard or seen someone get a big chop? They're yes. intentional. They record it. They sit yes. in a chair and they yes. are freaking the blankety blank out. Mm-hmm. And it's an intentional haircut. But when you go in and you wake up and your hair is gone. No control at all. That is a loss that you're not prepared for. That's scary. Right. Number three, there are three types of alopecia and traction alopecia occurs in one in three adult black women due to tight hairstyles. So take care of your hair and protect those Mm. edges because we all know about that. Yes. And y'all, look, mamas and daddies out there doing the little baby's hair. Stop Mm -hmm. pulling the baby's hair so tight. They need just a little breathing room. Okay. Number two, even if a condition is not life-threatening, we should still consider the mental toll it takes on a person and practice empathy. This is so true. And number one, last but definitely not least, no matter how you wear your crown, you are royalty. Yes. Period. I love it. That's such a fact. Just love on your hair and love on yourself where you're at. That is the key. If you are looking for support relating to alopecia, please visit naaf.org. We want to know how you're feeling about this new season of Red Table Talk, so we yes. are open to talk about anything with you anything. all as well. Send in your questions and even your comments to Let's Red Table That at redtabletalk.com. Thank you so much for listening. Make sure you subscribe on iHeartRadio app and please rate this podcast on Apple Podcasts. We want a five. We'll be back next week for another episode of Let's Red Table That. A big thank you to our executive producers, Jada Pinkett-Smith, Ellen Rackerton, and Fallon Jethro. And thank you to our producer, Kyla Kaneru, and our associate producer, Yolanda Chow. And finally, thank you to our sound engineers, Calvin Bailiff, and Devin Donahue. We love you. Thank you. Let's red table that. Let's red table that. Hey, let's red table that. Let's red table that. Hey, let's red table that. Oh, let's red table that. Let's red table that. 
Become a part of the fast-growing health and wellness industry with an education from Trinity School of Natural Health. Trinity graduates can empower their communities through natural health principles and techniques, whether they go into practice to guide others toward their wellness goals or open a store to sell their favorite health products. Trinity grads are equipped to change lives. With 19 online programs and flexibility to fit your busy schedule, including the popular Certified Natural Health Professional, you can get the training that helps you turn your passion into a career And here's the best part. You can earn the certification in less than a year. From herbology to naturopathy and health coaching, Trinity allows you to make a meaningful difference by helping others live healthier, happier lives. Don't wait any longer to pursue your passion for natural health. Enroll today at trinityschool.org. That's trinityschool.org. Hello! Acclaimed comics writer and notorious Scott Summers hater, Rosie Knight. Well, hello, Emmy-winning podcaster and totally unbiased Targaryen royal supporter, Jason Concepcion. Somehow the X-Ray Vision podcast has returned. And like always, we'll be here every week. You'll hear from TV writers, actors, comics creators, pop culture critics. Nothing is off the table. Listen to X-Ray Vision on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Elevation with Stephen Furtick podcast was created with you in mind. This is a podcast for those feeling discouraged or needing guidance from God. Together in this podcast, we'll dive deep into scripture, uncover the powerful truths that will help you rise above your limitations and embrace your full potential. We're here to equip you with the tools you need to conquer life's challenges. Listen to Elevation with Stephen Furtick every Sunday and Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Danielle Moody here, host of the Woke AF Daily podcast. We've been with iHeart for a year, and what a year it has been. As we head deeper into 2024 and yet another life-changing election cycle, Woke AF Daily is here to keep you sane and woke. Make Woke AF Daily your podcast destination for 2024 election news and analysis. Listen to Woke AF Daily Season 5 on the iHeart Radio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.